Hi, I'm Tom Power. Welcome to Toy Heart, a podcast about bluegrass. This is the last episode of season two here from Nashville is my conversation with Allison Krauss. I remember, you know, the first time I looked out in the audience and saw people singing words to our songs that only we had recorded. That was just a really crazy moment. Just never thought it would end up being there. Never thought we'd hear back from Rounder. Yeah. Never thought we would hear from Rounder in the first place. If this is your first time listening, you can hear full interviews with Jerry Douglas, Allison Brown, Bela Fleck, Larry Sparks, Jody Stecker, and so many more wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Later on. Hey, it's Cindy Howes and Lizzie No from the podcast Basic Folk, honest conversations with folk musicians. Basic Folk is truly changing the game with our well-researched deep dives that aim to empower the listener while fostering the folk community. I basically am writing worship music for youth group rejects. Maternal regrets and maternal guilt are universal. I try to make things that are beautiful and that are made with like a purity of intention. You can listen to Basic Folk on the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network or at basicfolk.com. Welcome to Harmonics, the podcast exploring the ways music and creativity leads us to wellness and healing. I'm Beth Bears. Tashina and Zanae Arnold. Oh my goodness, I am so excited for you guys to hear this interview. Tashina, obviously, is my co-star. She plays Tina on The Neighborhood. And her sister, Zanae, is one of my biggest inspirations. She has life-threatening lupus, and she is one of the most positive women I know. And together, they are truly like older sisters to me, and I love them so much. Tashina makes me laugh harder than anyone I know. She's such a genius with comedy. You know, her and I always say we've never had sort of a counterpart on a TV show till now that jumps fully off the cliff with us. Like the wackiest, the zaniest, the scariest, the most physical, the most goofy, like we jump together and we do it. And, you know, there's such a music to comedy and Tashina being such an incredible musician, singer, as well as actress. I really feel the music of her comedy and her sister has been with her since she was a little girl and did Little Shop of Horrors. That's right. Tashina Arnold was in the original Little Shop of Horrors movie. You want to go on YouTube right now and watch her and you will be like, oh my God, she hasn't aged at all. But Zanae, you know, went with her to London to film it and has always been by her side. She now is her manager and they work together. And truly, as far as sort of like the spiritual coaches in my life, these two are it. Anytime I'm having fear or anxiety, I go to them and just their faith and their connection to a higher power and their trust that if you lead with kindness, everything's going to be okay. And if you lead with faith and trust, we're all going to make it. And I think that that is an important message for 2020. If you're not familiar with Tashina Arnold, not only was she in the original Little Shop of Horrors movie, but she's also been on countless other film and TV shows. Recently, she was in the incredibly moving movie, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, that won a bunch of awards. She's probably most well-known as her character from the sitcom Martin, 
which I loved growing up and she's hilarious on, as well as years on the show Everybody Hates Chris. So I'm sure you've seen her in many a thing before the neighborhood, but I hope through this episode you'll get to know her and Zanae and also me on a new level because you're really hearing three dear, dear friends speak. So without further ado, this is Tashina and Zanae Arnold. I love them. We've got Zanae and Tashina, my two dearest friends and also amazing sisters. Yay. You are our sister from another mister, girl. You already know that. I love you all so much. How are you holding up during 2020 so far? Yeah, you know, sad to say, but I'm liking quarantine a little bit because, I mean, you know, I'm a cancer and I kind of like the the ability to be able to regroup. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I'm reset. Liking it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, it. I'm actually I'm a Pisces and I work well with cancers. So Tashina <laughs> and I, on a personal level, we are the same. And then on the business side of it, we have been going, as you know, since the neighborhood picked up, we've been going nonstop for the last two years. So we haven't had a real true hiatus because as you know, hiatus, what we're, you were doing it too, working. And so um, Tashina and I, when we uh, were at the end of season two, we were in her dressing room and she's like, Z, I got to get my foot surgery. So we have to lock down for eight weeks. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. Because that means I get to lock down. You know, she's my only client, my only sister. So I'm like, I'm good. (laughs) And so we were prepared. And then the next thing you know, you know, COVID happened. And so Tashina and I were like, okay. And then she had it, they pushed her surgery due to um, the, the virus. And then when the doctor called them, it was like, okay, we can, you know, now that Governor Newsom lifted, we can do your surgery. And I said, Tashina, so does it mean we have to work? She's like, no, we're still a hiatus. So I'm loving it in a nutshell. I've been resting and even for myself and my health, I've just been tired and just I'm home with my son. So it's honestly, it's been really good for me too. Yeah. We see we see you've been busy. We see you've been busy, Beth. I love I'm living vicariously through you, busy. You You know what's interesting is I've been busy though, but doing things to protect my mental health. Because as I know that you guys know deeply, because you're my source, which I want to talk about of spirituality, you've taught me a lot. But you know, I've been busy in the sense that I've been keeping up my mental health when ways that help me, like I started doing these ocean plunges for my anxiety, which I had read that cold water and being out in nature, you know, it's really a place that grounds me and makes me feel like things aren't spiraling, you know? And I started playing the banjo, which I've always wanted to do, but never had the time because we were always working. And so I hear you, like, not because of the virus, my health anxiety has been super bad and out of control, but at the same time, having the time to slow down and do things that bring me back into the present moment, be with my horse, play the banjo, go outside in nature has really been helpful. So it's been interesting, but gosh, there's so much I want to talk to you guys about that. I don't even know where to dive in. Let me ask you a question. So T, this is about you, TZ. 
because this is how I love engaging conversation with you because I like getting information as well as getting and giving information. So in one word, what is the difference between before quarantine and after quarantine that can describe your state of mind? Mm. What's the difference? What, mm. how, how you went in and then how, how, how you're going to come out? Um, grounded. Yes! I feel like, nice. yes. Okay, I feel before I went in, I was uh, up here living up in my head and in intrusive thoughts. And then I had to because physically we are forced to confront uncertainty, which I think anxiety for me is a lot about life's uncertainty and perfectionism. And so being forced to deal with the uncertainty, not only of quarantine and the COVID-19, but everything that's happening politically and you know, racially and all of that has just forced me to be like, okay, I got to connect to somebody higher than myself, God, great spirit, you know, whatever you want to call it. And I got to keep my feet on the ground and my body grounded. And this is a good way of going into what I really want to talk to you guys about, because something that you guys have completely changed for me in my life is my connection to my spirituality. And it's interesting because I want to ask you, you guys seem like you had growing up such a healthier relationship to God than I did. Like, I'm a recovering Catholic in the sense that for me, like, I was terrified of God, you know? I was scared to do something wrong. There's a lot of guilt. You had to go to confession where a priest, as a little girl, you know, in second grade, thinking of things I did wrong to be able to tell the priest. I, the God I grew up with, I feared. And it wasn't until I met you two... And honestly, with my anxiety disorder, the thing when I would come to UNT and be like, I'm, I'm having so much anxiety today, I have an audition later, and we would just hold hands and pray and come together. And your faith just seems like there was so much love and joy growing up in your faith. And I wanna tie it back to music as well, because I know for both of you, your spirituality is also really connected musically. So can you guys talk a little bit about that and, and your faith in growing up? Yeah, uh, uh, well, we grew up, you know, in the Church of God in Christ, which is a part of, it's a, you know, it's considered Pentecostal. So you Catholic, we're Pentecostal. And recovering we are, Catholic. <laughs> recovering <laughs> Catholic. But uh, I, I, I'll say this, um, spirituality and being raised up in the church, it did save us in a sense. It protected us because what it did, it gave us boundaries, which mm. I think young people need, especially, you know, young men and women that are growing up. And, you know, I, I was in show business, so it, it protected me. My, you know, my mom and my grandmother praying for us and stuff. So we were under that tutelage of Christianity. But it wasn't until I got older and I moved to California on my own and I started paying rent. And that's what I realized. Oh yeah, God looks at the heart. He's not, he doesn't care whether or not my hair is done or I'm covering my head or I'm wearing too much jewelry. So you, you start shedding those things that protected you, but didn't really, they don't make sense now and they don't apply to what you need right now as, a, as an adult and as a grown ass woman. And, and to chime in, cause how Beth said, you know, we're covering Catholic, I mean, we were, it's, it's funny because we're Christians, Catholic, Baptist, Pentecost, there's so many different, um, I hate to use the word religious, but at the end of the day, 
the way we were raised, whether we were Pentecostal or, you know, we had a relationship with God, our parents gave us that foundation. So the fear, and I think why as a little girl with the Catholic, what made it, what makes us different in that as a child, it's, it's a difference when you reverence, mm. See, that's a, that you reverence God, you fear him, but it's because you reverence him, not because, oh, I'm afraid. Let me think of something of a sin that I did confession. So that's it. And that's scary as a child. And I'm so sorry that you went through that. But at the end of the day, you know, as our parents raised us, and as you know, my mom, <laughs> I love your mom, she, Diane. Shout out, she, Diane. She, she, she would say, say, Ma, say hi, Ma. Turn around and say hi to Beth. Hi, Diane. I miss she, you. Diane, she said, miss you. <laughs> <laughs> she would raise us to, you know, basically, you know, you know what's right from wrong. And then at the end of the day, we all have free will. God gave us free will. So you choose whether you want to do right or wrong. I mean, they raise us to do good, but we all fall short of God's glory. We all make mistakes, but we and thank we God that we're able to come back and, and, and ask for forgiveness and keep it moving. You know, it's just, and when you grow up, I think our trials and tribulations, that's like, that also contributes to your, your faith and your relationship with God. I mean, I think I have faced, in my opinion, every fear and I chose to deal with every fear as to do it afraid and to conquer it and keep going no matter what the odds are, no matter what the the, the tribulation, the trial. Sine, can you tell your story a little bit about what you've been through with your health and having your beautiful baby against all odds? And I would love for the listeners to hear about that. Well, I was diagnosed with... Um, incurable autoimmune illnesses issues uh, some 17 years ago. And again, I went from being vibrant, zealous, you know, working downtown New York, making six figures to I woke up one day and couldn't move. And unfortunately, the disease lupus, uh, rheumatoid arthritis and several other autoimmunes manifested. And, you know, um, I was walking around with symptoms and I didn't know it. Well, I'll just say I didn't pay attention um, because I just wanted to live my life and be happy. So I think sickness is when really God really got my attention. And again, growing up the way Tashina and I did, I literally, when I was in the hospital and they gave me the diagnosis and I was like, I still wasn't getting it. Like, you know, this is incurable. We're just going to deal with it while we can and give you the best quality of life while we can. Here's your five to seven years. I, it didn't connect. And I literally said, okay, God, I'm having a moment. And I, li I told him, I said, if I need to carry this, I'll do it. But just make sure you don't ever leave me. Give me the strength, your strength, so I can get through this. And I know there's purpose in it. I ain't getting it now, but I know you. God always has a purpose in everything he does, good, bad, ugly, ugliest, there's always a purpose. And it's always made to make you better and stronger, not, to, not for you, but for somebody else. And so fast forward, beating the odds, living, I'm 17 years later, 
I mean, told me they were, I would never have kids. I had a miracle baby. So God, even in the midst of it, God has been good to me. He's been faithful. And again, I made a promise to him. I said that I would fight. I said that I would keep my family. And again, I, it's crazy because my family, it took, we were always close. Like, you know, my family, one thing, we're, we're spread out all over the place. We're there for each other. But this illness, it kind of woke us up. It was like, mm. wait, whoa. Because it just came out of the blue. And relationships were mended. Relationships grew fonder. I mean, it, these diseases have been a blessing. Wow. And just my relationship with Tashina, if I hadn't gotten sick, Beth, I'd still be in New York. Right. Wow. I'm telling you, it's crazy. I literally, and Tashina was telling her, oh, please come out. You know, because she'd been out here for over 20 years, and then my aunt moved out here. And then it was like, my aunt was, you know, uh, my aunt Gaynell and my mom, they're like, I wish Tashina and I were like them. They're so besties. I mean, Aww, you are. Gaynell is like, yeah, Gaynell is like our mother. Like she's literally, my mom, Gaynell saw me and Tashina first after my mom gave birth. My mom didn't see us for a few days. So that connection with Gaynell is, you know, again, she raised us. She's one of my caregivers. She's had to wipe my behind. She's had to change my clothes. She's done it all. So, you know, with her being there and having that family, like I know I'm strong, but I could not do this walk without my family. Mm. And with Tashina, who knew? I end up managing her. I end up, so many things came out of this illness. I digress. That's so beautiful. Tashina. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting too, because I think it sounds, just from hearing you talk, it's also making me understand just how personal that relationship to spirituality is. And that, like Tashina said too, it changes as you go into womanhood, as everything. And, you know, I feel like, especially with COVID-19, I've been finding my spirituality in nature and I've been reading a lot of Buddhist Taoism. And I think that Christianity, Buddhism, you know, uh, the Quran, like anything, there's, there's the consciousness and the higher power that we can all sort of look to as some sort of hope, but that's also inside of us. And I think because it's inside of us is what you're saying that like your relationship to it for everybody is so personal. And that, you know, my issues with organized religion are in the past. And now, thanks to you guys, too, and just seeing how beautiful your life has been with that deep-rooted faith. And, okay, that's what it looks like for Tashina and Zanae. How can I find that faith within me? And, you know, for me, it's starting to become more I find it in the mountains or I find it in the ocean. And that's where it sings to me, sort of, you know? And I mean, at the end of the day, Beth, you have organized religion. But as, you know, our parents say, it's between you and God. You're going to go to God by yourself. You ain't taking nobody with you. are not taking your priests. You're not taking your mom. You're not taking your dad. So it is crucial sometimes. And God is, he just operates in so many different ways. I mean, whether it's through a person like me or Tashino or my aunt or my mom, or, you know, uh, you know, the Bible is what we live by. And I always think of this scripture when Paul was on the road of Damascus and, and, and he's like, what's going on? And he's like, God is telling him like, stop persecuting. I'm here. 
He just like it, and it, so God, He could come in anyway. He He speaks to animal. He could do however. He can do whatever He want when He wants, as long as you are open to it and you're open to that love. Because see, if you don't experience God's love, then you know what do you have? So I'm sorry, T. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just gonna say because I was, you know, Zane is a little more. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, there she now goes. we get now we get the sister uh, the sister dynamic. I love it, love it. Well, because I mean, it's pure example of everybody takes different roles. We all have different paths. We all, but we all literally kind of we want the same thing. We want to find happiness. We want to be comfortable. We want to do the right thing. We want to raise our children. We want to care for others. With with religion, it there's so many different religions. So everybody's on just different paths to the same thing. But I try to tell people all the time, everything you need is within you. You just have to find how to tap into it. So that's why I asked you, you know, watching you do all of these things, that's good that you are part of nature. If nature is your vehicle and your bridge to make Beth better, to, to sustain Beth, to keep Beth, to make sure that Beth doesn't have a breakdown, breakdown or to make Beth make the right decisions. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what's right for you. I, as, as Christians, it is our responsibility to give you as much as we can to help you. And it's up to you to take it and do what you will with it because it's the same. You do it for us as well. You yes. have a certain tenacity. You know, you... You, Beth, you have a um, a very pure spirit. Spirit, you yes, have a you do. a very pure spirit. So when your spirit is that way, you draw good and bad. Well, maybe we're attracted to each other because you have pure spirits too, and that's why we came together so seamlessly in that pilot. The three of us, you know, like it just mm-hmm. happened effortlessly. And look how, like, even the neighborhood. Look, yes. it came. I'm yes. telling you, we all have our, where we were at that particular time. And I just, how it just happened. It's like, God, what I've learned really in the last few years, you'll be praying for one thing. Somebody else is praying for something else. And then somebody's over there and then somebody's over there. And what he does is he wraps it up into one. So he's doing many things in the one thing. And now Going into season three of the neighborhood, I always tell Tashida, I'm like, oh my God, I love it here. I lo- I've, I've worked on many productions with her, but it's just something about the neighborhood that is just, honestly, it's truly blessed. It really is. And it just, from the people, I mean, from the cast to the crew to mm-hmm. crab, I mean, I mean, I walk around and Tashida, it's funny because, you know, again, I work on set work and she knows I'm like Waldo. I'll be here one minute, you good, and then next I'm somewhere else. And I remember she was looking for me, and one of the ADs was like, uh, any eyes on today? And I'm walking around, and so I was like, you good? I, you know, I went to her, and she looked at me. She's like, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm walking the grounds. I'm, I'm, I, I'm feeling a sense of peace and serenity I said, because don't be, again. I told her, don't be walking around here, people thinking you're a weirdo. <laughs> you know? But again, you know, where you work, Beth, that's another place because you're there. 
more than you are at home during 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 uh during during the filming season. So, you know, you just want to make sure you're good. So I'm like, I walk around, and even with you, I'll just I'll blow up. You all right? You good? You need any? I know. We love having you around. It's a responsibility. We're there for each other. It's a two way street, and that's why the neighborhood is the way because everyone truly looks out for each other, whether they're Buddhist a Christian, a Muslim, you know what I mean? It's one of those special things too that I've never experienced. And I know you guys have a lot more experience on sets than I have so far in my career, but that uh, people don't know this because we don't share it, it's private. But before every show, the entire cast and crew comes together and we hold hands and Zanae actually always leads us in prayer. And it's basically just prayers of gratitude. I mean, it's not, like you're saying, it's not religious. It's this, we are coming together to just be grateful that we get to do this job and that we love each other. And, you know, I think obviously we're very lucky, knock on wood, that the the ratings have been so good and that the show is successful. But I do think, especially in what's going on in our country right now, that I hope more people can feel that spirit leap off the screen and exactly what you said, the just coming together because don't you think that that's something our show, it just does it so beautifully without alienating people. And that's how we work as a crew and a cast. It's just, there's welcome, openness, gratitude, love, and like, we're there for each other. And I think that that's what the characters are like too, that Jim and Cedric have written so beautifully. Yes, I think timing is everything. And you could have the right thing at the wrong time or the Mm -hmm. wrong thing at the right time. You know what I mean? It's just really interesting. but. That's what I think the, the neighborhood represents. We didn't know where the show was going. Like, you know, it's like we were excited about being on CBS and the whole bit, but it was like, okay, we got a show that really is needed during this time. Like, who would have thought this the, the this type of show with that with this subject matter too? You know, white guy, black guy getting like it's totally current. It's, it's what people need to see. And you know, we don't get deep, but we get. We touch on things enough to that people can look at themselves and laugh. Like, oh, damn, do I do that? It's all about conversation. It's all about opening and bridging gaps and and really listening and 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 and, and engaging and sharing. Like, I think that's the uh, a pure testament of our relationship with you. We share, you know, we share. It takes it. You you have to practice sharing. I tell uh, actors all the time. I'm like, look. You can't go on auditions worried, oh, well, you know, somebody else is going to get it. No, if it's yours, it's yours. Mm. And can't nobody take it away. So you, if you look at life through those eyes, you'll have a lot less disappointment. Mm. And Tashina, you've talked to, like, I know with me and in press when we've done it, and I would love to talk about it here, just how you always say that our relationship is so special on TV, like, especially with what's going on with, right now this divide in our country how can can i do better how can we do better and putting an anti-racist message out you know there's been so much messaging all over uh and i just you and zanae are so my source as we've talked about of everything you're my buddhas so how how can we how can i how can everybody listening like how can we do better? Let's let's get let let's let's make the question a little clearer. And right. this is where and this is where it starts. And it's okay to say, how can I 
as a white woman, do better? How can I, as a white woman, do better? Yep. I'll tell you how. I'll, okay. I'll tell you how. Do exactly what you're doing. You yep. always remain open and honest with people. Because I always say you can't change people. You know, people adjust. They don't change. Mm. You adjust who you, you know, I don't think things change. You know, you are who you are. But a lot of it, it really comes from not knowing. It comes from, it's not that some people don't care. It's just that they're uncomfortable. And the thing, the very things that make them uncomfortable, they find excuses to not deal with it. Absolutely. And sometimes that's worse. It's best to say, damn, did I, am I, is, am I doing something? Is it something that, I, and guess what? Nine times out of 10, a black person will say, yeah, you know, it would be nice if you, and so what is that? That's starting conversation, it's starting dialogue. If we don't express how we feel or if we can't tell each other how we feel or if we're affected by somebody's actions, it just festers and it gets worse and worse. And what I find, and this is why I tell you you're, you're, you're fearless because you as a comedic actress, I watch you work. I watched, I saw, I was like, oh, me and this white girl, we're going to get down on this show. Because <laughs> you're oh, fearless, too. And I've never well, had that. We jump, girl. <laughs> me and you jump <laughs> off that so, clip. So imagine applying that spirit to who mm. you are as Beth when you have to deal with Black people. That's, that's true. There's nothing to fear. What it is, is you, ha I think, I, I, I like when people are, are, you know what you get, you know what I mean? I'd rather deal with somebody who's a racist and say, look, I don't like black people, I don't deal with black people, and guess what? Now that I know, I ain't gotta fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's a respect level too. I, I tell people all the time, yeah. I can't stop people from being prejudiced or racist, but guess what? I can control whether or not I'm respected or not. You know what I'm saying? I have to respect myself first, but I can, I, I, I demand respect. So same with you, you demand respect and I'm gonna give it to you, but you gotta earn that. And that takes talking to each other, it takes being in relationships and really, really talking to each other. Have conversation, that's all we need you to do as a white woman is engage in conversation if you really care. Like, don't just, you know, a lot of white people, they just, oh, I'm, they ask, but you know they really don't care. Yeah. And it's not that they may not care, but they don't know how to care. They don't know how to do it. And that being uncomfortable is the privilege, right? Like, that's white privilege to go, um, I'm uncomfortable. So, because that's... <laughs> the most privileged thing you can do and and I think owning it I own it because I've been there like where you're like uh I don't want to say the wrong thing or I don't so I guess I'll walk away that is privilege to be able to walk away and like you're saying that's not having a conversation that's not owning your mistakes that's not having a dialogue together and you know if we could engage in dialogue perhaps there would be less fear and there would be empathy from conversation. And hopefully our show can, can enlighten that as well. And, you know. Do you, do you see how you just said, oh, well, I don't know what to say, so I'm going to walk away. So instead of doing that, say to the person, you know what? I don't want to say the wrong thing. And guess what? That's going to get that black person to be like, well, what, what, what don't you want to say? Ooh. And now you can actually say what you want to say because you are, yeah. on the same level you're you're yeah. not coming from uh <laughs> you're engaging well, in honest at, conversation 
but look what you've done with um, Tashina and I. I think, and I always tell Tashina and I together, because we're, we're like yin and yang. We come from, you know, we're, we're, we're from the same mother, but we're different. So when we come to people, sometimes it can be a little overpowering. But you, I mean, like you just accepted us. I love y'all. You know, and, and even not understanding, like you would be like, I don't get it. Like, like how you and Tashina would have those conversations about like the first episode with the wig. Beth was like, Tashina, do you really, like you change your hair like that? Like, do you change your hair? I was like, bitch, black women change their hair every day. <laughs> and that's how the conversation starts. She was like, what? Like, do you have this many wigs? And I was like, girl, I got more wigs than this. <laughs> I mean, it's just, and then we started talking about the washcloth. She was like, well, to black people, you, I was like, uh, yeah, I said, I have, like, second washcloths. I have, a, I have a washcloth for every orifice on my body. And I was like, I've never used a washcloth. And I was like, why don't you just put the soap right on your body? And she was like, ew, that's disgusting. <laughs> and basically, our characters, Tashina, there was also one time where you go, your character had to say something about Froyo, and you were like, girl, What's Froyo? <laughs> oh yeah, she didn't know what it was. Had no idea. You gotta see between me, Beth, and Max, and 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 uh, Cedric. When we read the, the the table read, when we're at the table read, you can tell when the white people don't know the black jokes and the black people don't know the white jokes. Because <laughs> sometimes Cedric and I will look at each other like, the fuck is what? that? What is that? <laughs> Beth, I always ask Beth. Questions like, and I love that you and you and Max, they're, they're, they're like, uh, so what does that mean? What is yeah. that? Because I had no idea what Froyo was. I was like, what the fuck is Froyo? <laughs> I love it so much. And that's like true of the show too, is like our characters have the same conversations, which is amazing because we're actually playing it out off camera too. Yes, yes. And because you were like, yeah, I really don't know. Like it, you, it, it, it was uncomfortable, but you were honest. And then that just caused the dialogue to just to begin and start. And I think that's another reason why um, Tashina, what she says about you being fearless and being, it's kind of like, you just have to operate how you deal with me and Tashina with everybody else. And you know what? Some people may be responsive and some not. Well, some people won't. You know, it's, it's, You're used to rejection. Girl, we are used to rejection. Very we are told no every day being in show business. And that's what I'm saying. Use that, that fearlessness mm. in all areas of your life. Use that fearlessness that you get having comedy in all areas of life because it allows you to, to not so much control the narrative, but not allow the narrative to control the situation. Right. You, you know, get, 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 it's okay to not know. Like, I've insulted a lot of other races and not purposely. It's just like, nobody, you know, I, I didn't go wake up and say, yeah, I'm gonna get up and, you know, just hate on, hate on other people. No, most of the time it comes from being hurt. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. stuff being said to me. So, you know, guess what? I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. You know, it's just, it's a never ending cycle. But I, I, I say always embrace who you are. You are a beautiful white woman that is on this planet that has a gift to share. So yes. try to share with everybody. Try to share with everybody. And that gift will make a way for you. Your gift is yes. giving you a platform to have these conversations, to have two black women from Jamaica, Queens, New York in conversation with you. <sighs> this is, and you know it, what? You know? And, and, it, and if they don't accept it, Oh, well, it's like right. the Bible says, 
you shake the dust off of your feet and keep it moving. She talked about the Bible and I said this. Oh, I thought you were saying that about the racists. I was like, yeah, screw them. Bye, boy, bye. Yeah, you keep bye. it moving. You know, I, you know, you know, I try to be graceful. You guys are both graceful and you're very much like me and my sister. Like I'm Tashina, like da, 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 like always performing, like, you know, comedy. And then my sister's so like you, like calm, grounded. She's a therapist. Like she, so we actually have a pretty similar sister dynamic. Does it ever get like, cause creatively you guys work together. So have you ever had like crossroads in your relationship as creatives together? Like, has there ever been, either tension where Zanae thought career-wise you should do one thing and Tashina didn't? Or how do you guys navigate being family and working creatively? Well, I told Zanae when she said, you know, I, I'm going to start managing. I need to be your manager because, you know, you've been wrong. You, got, you, just, you, don't, have your, you don't have a team, blah, blah, blah. Because Zanae, my mother always says she was the smart one. Oh. Horrible <laughs> thing to say. It's a horrible thing to say. My dad used to say Emily horrible was the pretty thing. one. Because um, I was like, oh, oh, you guys should see old photos. Emily was always pretty. And I was like, buck teeth, like really angry. Like just, so thanks, mom and dad and Diane. Yeah, it just tough, it toughens you up. That's all. Totally. But I told Zanay, I said, listen, you want to manage me? You better be ready for this heat. You better be ready for the funk. You better be ready for a fight and a war and a battle at the same time. It is not easy. And so it wasn't until she got into it, she was like, oh my God, you weren't lying. Yeah, well, you gotta, you, it's, it, ha it hasn't been hard for me and Zanae to be in sync because we're, we're kind of, we're so different that we're the same sometimes. I've never seen just, you guys ever not like in sync, truly. We ever. just don't do it, if, we don't do it in public. When I go in my dress room, I'm like, God damn it, Zanae. <laughs> and I told her, I was like, listen, and, but you wear different hats. I said, I'm talking yes. to you. I talked to her as my sister and I right. talked to her as right. her client. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You learn how to but juggle. No, you, you, you do. You have to juggle. You have to juggle because if you don't, you will take it personal. And, you know, it's so funny that you say that. We are totally creative, but we are the same. And I always say to Tashina, I said, if we're going to do this together, it's us against the world because. We get so many people coming at her, coming at me, trying to cause, what is the term, Tashina? Discourse. Dissension. 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 And, and Tashina and I have learned, she'll tell, Tashina, what do you tell people? When I tell them a certain thing and they don't like what I say, they'll go around me to go to her and she'll respond with this. Go ahead. It's better that she said it than me because you ain't gonna like when I say it. That is amazing. So, you know, and we've learned it. We've yes, had she, she serves a purpose. <laughs> we've had our hiccups, but it's mainly from people, you know, just what I learned in this industry, because I I have a legal background. So when mm -hmm. I came in, I, when I stumbled into being Tashina's manager, I said, Wow, this world. I literally, I was a, a paralegal for 20 years. And at that time, when I transitioned um, from New York to here, I relocated my job. I was able to keep my job despite the illnesses. I was really blessed with some amazing bosses. And so when Tashina was on Everybody Hates Chris, when I moved out here, I would just, you know, after work, come to set, because she was working 17, 18-hour days. And so... 
I'll sit there and watch. And I'm just paying attention, just taking it all in. It's funny, I've been in show business with her since we were kids, because again, I can say I was her first fan. She would sit there for hours and entertain me with a towel on her head, <laughs> acting like acting like Cher, Carol Aww. Burnett. So I literally- Crystal Gale. I, I used to wear Crystal, Crystal Gale's hair. Yeah. hair. She, she, I, I, I now 40 years later, I, she couldn't, I couldn't see her do anything else. Aww. So I came to the table with that background and just watching and at that time, I was like, Tashina, I can see why your business is janky. Like, people, <laughs> you're, you're paying people to do a job, and they're not doing it, such as the manager, the publicist, the agent. Now, let so Allison, she, please. She, she, she sat me down yeah. was like, well, let me see what you can do. She literally did that to me, Beth. And I was like, I was mortified. <laughs> and I, I had to prove myself to her. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, I had to, so once I learned, I had to learn everyone's job. Mm. So that way I can be able to, to speak properly. And once I did, I sat down and she was like, okay, well, let's see what you can do. Fight the manager, fight the publicist. So we literally started from ground zero. And I could say, what, 15 years later, you know, we still have much to learn, but we've come a long way. And I'm so glad to see Team Tashina, as we're referred to, because we are a team. I, I don't do it by my, I, you know, her job is to get out there and entertain. And then for me, everything else falls because she'll be Zanae in a heartbeat. Like, what's going on? What is happening here? And, you know, I, again, I love what I do. And it just has so happens to be for my sister. So, you know, it's, it's, it's been a win-win. It really has been a win-win. Tashina's had the most insanely amazing career from the time you were, were you 15 when you did Little Shop of Horrors, the movie? Yeah, 15. What do you feel like is the most challenging or frustrating aspect of this business? I would say that that's a good question. The, the most fresh, because I don't pay attention to things that frustrate me. I try to get rid of it. But mm. I think the, the most frustrating thing about this business is that, you know, there are a lot of things that are just out of our control. And... If, if actors had the ability to make choices, like say, you know, well, I'm, I want this job, so yeah, the job is gonna be mine. No, we have no control over that. You have, I think you have a lot of uh, people that are not creatives, that are accountants and lawyers that are making creative decisions. Mm. And that becomes, mm -hmm. very, that becomes very frustrating. So I was on a show and I was a reoccurring on the show and I left because I got, I got, you know, got pregnant. So when it was time for me to come back after having the baby, they said, oh, well, just get somebody else. And, you know, some of the, one of the producers was like, what are you talking about, get somebody else? You know, that's just not, like, you just can't replace her like that. Like, you know, it was just, it was so just by happenstance that just like, you know, whatever. And this is how, you know, people who don't, who are not creatives, this is how they do, do your career, you know, our careers. Like, just like, you know, toss it away. And it's just like, no, it's not. So we got to have more creatives in the room, really understanding and being sensitive to those things. You know, I'm a, I am was a single mother. I still wanted to work. It's not that I did, couldn't do the job. I just got pregnant. And, you know, I wasn't able to do the job when they wanted me to do, to do the job. Um, so instead of 
working around it, you know, they just, it's just, life could be a lot easier. And I think a lot of people who are just not as intelligent, they just make it harder. You know, a lot of people, just, they just make it harder. And I wish there were just more creatives in the room, really being the voice for us as entertainers. Mm. Yes. So let's, let's, I'm like, everything you guys are saying is so amazing. And half the reason I'm, no, the full reason I'm doing this podcast and loving it is also selfishly because I'm learning so much. And I feel like by me learning, it means hopefully whoever's listening is learning as well. And so Let's like you're doing it. See, look, you're paying it forward. You're making it a win-win. See, that's a blessing. Absolutely. You learn how your day you die. Yeah. I'd love to talk about music because the tagline of this podcast is, well, the name is Harmonics and creativity is healing and healing is creative is sort of what we feel like is the thematic uh, meaning of, of the podcast. So can I know both of you, music is a big part of your life, and Tashina has truly one of the most magical singing voices I've ever heard in my life. Um, can you just talk a little bit about your, you know, music growing up and what music and singing means to you, and Zanae too, like if it's involved in your spirituality at all or wellness? When I was, uh, uh, I think I was about 11 years old in church, and by that time I was singing in the choir, I was directing the choir. I was playing the drums. Like I was just into it. Cause my mom, she was over the, uh, the chorus. She was in control of the uh, music department in the church. So I remember we had a guest preacher come and he made the church stand up and said, everybody point to Tashina. And I was just like, Oh God. Oh wow. Oh, why is he doing it? I was just, I was just like shrunk in my seat. And he said, I want y'all to, to pray for her. I want y'all to proclaim that she is going to change lives. She said, he said, Tashina is going to minister to millions. And I started crying. I was like, oh no, I don't want to be a preacher. I literally, I was, I was so mad. I was like, oh my God, this is not happening. Literally 20 years later, I think I was doing Everybody Hates Chris. And I was like, somebody turned it on. Like I was home and somebody turned on. And I was like, oh, this is my ministry. These are the millions of people that I'm ministering to. The television audience, the film audience, the stage audience. So you may not get your answer to questions that you've had, but that really, it's, it didn't come till 20 years later. I'm thinking this whole time, like, oh God, I don't want to be a preacher, so I'm avoiding that role. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that, but that is, that's why I always say acting, being able to make people laugh, being able to make people forget about their problems, being able to sometimes just shut the fuck up and listen to people, that, it's just, you, it's my ministry. It's my, it's, um, you know, entertaining is my ministry all aspects of entertaining and music was my is my was the gift that god gave me was the gift of song and that's how i expressed myself that's how i ministered that's how i still minister so i put i put that gift in high regard which is why i probably don't have an album but the fact that it's what comes natural to me mm. i just put it in a different place of my life uh but music, you know, makes the world go around. You like think about think about this. 
you could go anywhere in the world and not speak a not a lick of their language but be able to yeah. sing and still mm -hmm. convey you know so yeah. it's just, music is uh it's just a uh, it, it, it does it, it, it is spiritual you know music it is spiritual you know and and that's what it's always been for me so I, uh, I'm actually working on my show, Beth. I'm, I'm been here. Look, I've got my lyrics. I've been writing songs and stuff. Yeah, I've yes. been going at it. I've been waiting for this. I know I've been working a lot and writing a lot of poetry. I'm hoping to turn into music too because it's so healing. Like it's been a way of expressing too. And for me, I'm the same as you. Music was my heart from the beginning and actually in church to bring it back around. Like that was the only part of church I connected with. I was like, oh, when I sing this one song and the choir singing, I feel God. Or I feel spiritual. I feel that bigger thing, you know? And I liked what you said, too, about music being universal, that you can convey emotion without language through music. I never thought of it like that, like, deeply until now. And that's something I really want to reflect on, too, because I love, I love that idea. I used to go to Germany well, all the time. All my friends lived in Germany. And I could, you know, I just, I just, Danke schön, nein. I don't, I mean, like, you know, I didn't know the language, and it was just very hard. So I just would every every time I got into a cab, I would start singing the German song, and the cab driver would just start laughing. And it just it music breaks barriers. It you know it's just it really it connects people. It just music is everything. Music really is everything. I just hate how the music industry has just kind of destroyed. It's, uh, they they I don't think they've they've um you know it's just been a cash cow for people and. That's why I, I just refuse to put it in that place. I it's better when it's sacred and personal. Yeah. What yeah. about and you? And that's why Tashina will never make money from music. I feel the same <laughs> way. I feel the same way because it's okay. so sacred. And she will never make money. And, and I had to accept that from the business side of it because, again, manager, manager hat. Zanae, I'm going to start a band. And I, I want to perform, you know, and out, you know, in LA. Okay, let's do this. We went shopping for a place, hired a band. I mean, it was just amazing. We got a gig, a spot, and every week I'm like, Tashina, we need extra money. We had no, so it, 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 it and she would get on stage. I've been hearing Tashina sing all my life, and I will tell you. She still lets the hair. Oh, oh, every time her mouth opens with music, my my skin like, just gets goosebumps. Oh, She's yeah. amazing. She wait till you see her do a show though. You have you've got to like it's I again I I would we would do a show every week, right? It was Thursday night. So we would be on set. Bring it back. Come and do us and 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 I literally have to go over, to over her. I'm like, the place is closing down. We have to end. <laughs> Because let me tell you something, she goes into a different zone. Mm. It's, and what I realized, stepping outside of the management and putting on the personal, music is therapeutic for Tashina. So when she's up there singing and, and making people feel good, it's also making her feel good. So I told Tashina, okay, if we're going to do the singing, we just have to a lot of budget because you'll never get paid for singing. Well, you're not supposed to charge for your gift. But we do for comedy. Well, well, we do. But we do it for free. I would do acting and singing for free because I love it, no matter what. But yes, <laughs> we're, 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 we're compensated. You, but you know, you you want to share your gift. 
you want to give your, you want to share your gift. Like, I don't ever want to get to that point where I have to sing. As like a way to put food on the table. I hear you. I hear you on that. I feel the same way with singing as like a side. It has to be sacred kind of. And you told me once, now that I'm, I'm thinking of it, there was one time, I think it might've been season one. I don't remember, but I was in sort of like a creative rut. And I think I just came to your dressing room and was like, I am just feeling so uninspired. And you were like, put on a record, lay on the floor and listen to your favorite music. And I, I went home that night and I did it. And I was like, oh yeah, like this is where I have to come back when I need connection and inspiration. It's just simple yep. things, Beth. It comes from me being all, like, I've just been in show business a long time. So I've been in a lot of situations. I've been protected. I've been, you know, I've been in trouble. I've been not, so I've, I've experienced a lot. What? tends to happen is that we lose sight on the simplest things. Mm. Even me being home, yeah. I said, my daughter, this is what tripped me out. I said, um, I said, uh, Elijah, I asked her to do like, right, right. Cause she's an amazing singer, amazing writer. Yeah, Her pen game is. is ridiculous. So I was like, uh, Elijah, uh, I asked her some kind of question and, and I think it was a song that I wrote or I asked her to do something. And I said, Elijah, should I do this song or should I do that? And she was like, I don't know, Ma, I I've never heard you sing. <laughs> oh. She was like, I don't really know how you sound singing because I have realized it has been that long since oh, I, I, want, I haven't sung around yeah. house. I and I was like, wow, this is not, this is not good. My daughter, my old daughter doesn't know my singing voice. I mean, not unless you, you know, she watched Martin and she stuff, but you know, old stuff, but. And you think you slick from the neighborhood. And you think you slick. You slick. Bitch, that was so funny, bitch. I fell out on that one. You're hysterical. Oh but my God. Just yeah. do the little things. Just do the yeah. little things. Just do those little things that feed your spirit and feed your soul. Yes. And music is one of them. They are like, for me, it's very uplifting. I'll just, you know, again, I, I'll have a moment where mm -hmm. I just need some encouragement and no one can physically encourage me. So I'll turn on one of my favorite gospel songs and just, I'm good. That's perfect because we have final questions that we ask everyone. And because Zanae just brought it up, here we go. Because the first one is, you can only bring three records with you to a deserted island. What would they be and why? Well, I know what wow. she's going. I know what Zanae's list is. Come on. All of Fred Hammond. <laughs> oh, okay. All of Fred Hammond. She loves Fred Hammond. Go on. Fred Hammond. I love, Tashina has some amazing songs too. They're in a Dropbox waiting. <gasps> Uh, somebody send that to me, please, Zanae. She's got some amazing, and there's one song where she sang it, and it just uplifted, like, it just, because mm. I just want to feel good, I want to feel better, so I'm going to have to say from Tashina Arnold's repertoire, Aww. and my last You're such one, a manager, that was <laughs> such a manager. What do you mean? Well, no, that was so genuine. No, 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 and it's not a manager. See, look, I'm switching it. That was my sister She's hat. She's sister okay. hat. And I believe that was sister hat, T. That felt That really was a manager. <laughs> that was a manager. Oh, my God. That was sister. <laughs> and then my third one would be, okay, I'm such an 80s chick. Awesome. Pat Benatar. <gasps> that, Pat, that, well, if I had to, because Pat Benatar and Cindy Lauper, they're on the same page. But Pat Benatar 
Love is a battlefield. Yeah. Oh, Tashina does an amazing revamp of that. She takes old songs. Tashina, just like, give us a little. Please, Tashina. Just she like this much. Amazing. I la, la. Just like we 10 seconds. We, we are young. Heartache to heartache. We stand. No promises. No demands. Love is a battlefield. Ah, oh, see? Isn't her voice so beautiful? Johnny, so we're yeah. singing a, a song in the middle of the Sorry, I totally put you on the spot. I'm sorry, but it was beautiful. Uh, I don't care. But those are my three choices. So that Perfect. way I can sustain and be encouraged. All right, T, she's got like that's a, really a song. That, that's a hard, that's a, I, I never I'm get curious. Song. It's just hard. But if I had to pick, it would definitely be uh, Earth, Wind & Fire dancing in uh, uh, September. That's one of my uh -huh. favorite songs. Um, uh, Gladys Knight. Mm. Uh, I reconnected because she, she, I love Gladys Knight. I mean, there's just so many artists. I know, um, it's hard. And Frankie Beverly Amaze. But see, I like classical music too. And then I like gospel music. That's a hard, that's hard. That's no, that's you guys are good. That's a, I know, it's really hard. It's, it's a hard one. Um, okay. What subject do you Google the most? Politics. I was, I knew that was going to be your answer. I knew, I knew it. And I, but my, my first answer was, it, it was going to be my name. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Honesty, truth. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to say I do that because I have to stay up on her career. Well, so Danae it's, taught me to do it. Danae was like, you have to Google your name. Any... Any actor who says they don't Google their name, by the way, I'm calling you out right now in your interviews. I never Google myself. I don't read it. That is bullshit. And if you if you are serious, good for you. You are definitely more Zen than the rest of us because that is, yeah. Yeah, I would say I would say I have to do that to, to keep up on what's going on. Because again, it ever since internet, social media is so much going on. It's my way of like, I'll find out, this is how we found out what? Tashina had a, 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 a whole bunch of Brazilian fans. We had no idea. Right, right. No so, you know, for me, it's staying. And then I, again, manager, I have the manager hat, not the sister hat. When Tashina comes to me and asks me something, I have to have the answer and then right. some. So I, I always have to stay ahead of the game with her. So I do my research. I do my, and Googling is one of the keys to me staying ahead and doing my job. So. Absolutely. Does she what, know do what do what I do Google? Y'all are going to laugh at me. What? Horses? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I'm really into right now, like bareback pads and what's best for their back. Um, sometimes I Google what are best herbal remedies for horses. I found out garlic is really good for flies. Yeah, I knew you were going to know exactly what I Google. Wow. <laughs> Listen, that's, I think you're, the, 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 uh, the horse, I think, represents you. Yeah, the, horse, the horses, I love horses. I, you know, when I was young, I trained bareback for a movie. Like, I love a, this about a, you. Yeah, it's so But cool it's certain, it's, it's the strength. A horse is strong. A horse can go fast. A Absolutely. horse can go slow. A horse feels. A horse has, like, they have certain attributes so that you probably admire 
that you oh, already yeah. have within yourself that, you know, you kind of live yeah. vicariously through. The I found a lot of my nature spirituality through when I rescued my horse because wow. they are so, they're prey animals. So they're so intuitive because they have to be, because in the wild, they have to know a mountain lion's hiding in the bushes and they can sense it, you know, to stay alive. And so, yeah, there's something authentic and intuitive that like Hollywood just, you know, you never know what you're going to get. And the horses, I know every day what I'm going to get. Like if she's in a bad mood and she kicks like or because she's in a bad mood, I'm like, OK, you're in a bad mood. Like she's never going to hide it. She's never going to be something she's not. Uh, I've learned a lot from those horses. So I Google them a lot. <laughs> uh, ain't nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong I with know. it. I love it. Okay, you guys are going to laugh at me because you know my obsession with Dolly Parton. But oh, yes, we do. Which and we think you should play her. Her. They, they do. And we also are trying to get her to play Gemma's mom or grandma on The Neighborhood. So putting that out there that we've talked that about it. Universe. So we love we, Donna <laughs> we always do a Dolly question that is uh, at the end of harmonics. So are you ready? Your Dolly question is true or false? Dolly got the inspiration for her classic look from a local lady of the night. Hmm. I would say true, cause Dolly. I would you say know, she true. She had that big, that big hair. You know, Dolly, listen, Dolly. She, I think she wore any, any, anything that made her boobs look good, and you know, oh, yeah. And she, yeah, she, I would say yeah, yeah. And during you. that time, I would say yeah. You are correct. She said. Yes. She got her inspiration for her big blonde hair and pouty red lips from a local lady of the night. Quote, I had never seen anybody, you know, with the yellow hair all piled up and the red lipstick and the rouge and the high-heeled shoes. And I thought, that's what I want to look like. <laughs> I love hilarious. her so much. I love her so much. I love it. I love okay, it. Okay, this is the final question. And if you don't mind, I'd love it if both of you close your eyes. Okay. Okay. Let me take my glasses off. Okay, this is called the blank room exercise. So close your eyes. Go into a blank room. What are you hearing? A fan, because I have hot flashes. A fan. Perfect. See the breeze? Yeah, I hear, I hear a fan. I don't know why. I'm just hearing. I'm hearing like a, like water. Ooh. What are you smelling? Ooh. I love white flower. I love gardenia. Mmm. I love jasmine. I like woodsy smells too. I love sandalwood. Zanae. Lavender. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> well, you know why? Because lavender is a sense of, I use it a lot, um, you know, to, to help with the lupus when I'm, you know, the pain gets, yeah. So lavender. What are you Every tasting? Time I smell lavender. Oh God, I think of like <laughs> ointment or something. <laughs> You're like my husband. He hates all oils, all smells. Like he's like, you smell like a dirty hippie. Can you please go shower? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Okay, you wait. Smell like a coyote. Smell like a coyote. By the way, if you told me I smelled like a coyote, I would feel so like warrior woman, one with nature. <laughs> I would feel so awesome. Okay, wait. What are you tasting? Oh, God, I opened my eyes. Well, I know. Okay. We've oh, completely ruined the zen of this exercise, but that's okay. Not me. Totally. Look, yeah, yeah Zanae's still. Tashina. I'm a rule breaker. I'm such a rule breaker. It's just terrible. Okay, Not what me. are you tasting? 
I love garlic and onions. I love that. Mm, I love garlic. I me love too. garlic. Mm, 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 mm. My coffee and cream. Mm. Mm. What are you touching? It's okay, T. It's not PG. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. I, I couldn't stay serious. <laughs> I haven't done it with anyone else, but with Tashina, I just had to say it. <laughs> Girl, because you know my mouth. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, what am I feeling? I am feeling Alice's prickly hair. Oh, Alice is her bulldog. That's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Where is she, by the way? Zanae. Zanae still got her eyes closed, Tashina. Because I'm in the zone. I'm in my room. She's such a nerd. She's such a nerd. Nerd, nerd, nerd. I'm actually feeling the new pillow that I got. Oh. Unfortunately, lupus is attacking my joints really bad. So sleeping is really uncomfortable. So I found a pillow on As Seen TV. (laughs) Is it? Is it good? Because I need a new pillow, Z. I'm testing it out. Yeah, I'm testing it out. It costs 40 bucks. I'm on my second week. And it just, it, it, it's working. So yeah, I'm feeling my new pillow. Okay. And last question in the blank room. What are you seeing? Money. I see <laughs> money. I see money. I see lots of money. And I see property. Mm. Oh, and an wow. RV. I want an RV. I want <gasps> a big-ass RV. I want an RV. So oh, bad. my gosh. We're talking about getting a camper to do the podcast in, a happier camper, which I've been dying for. It's like a little one that attaches to your car. So you should check do them it. out. Do it. Oh, that'll be so much well, fun. That's, smart, so that's very smart. Yeah, you got specific with items. I literally was thinking because there's so much, you know, um, and it's not to be materialistic, but I'm like, prosperity. Mm. It's prosperity. Whatever that prosperity is, money, land, food, houses, cars, just think of prosperity. Oh, I and love that. I have to add again, because I'm in my, i open my eyes now. It's okay, you can open your eyes now. Oh, Zanette, you I open your eyes now. <laughs> I, I said to Sheena, I, I said, like, we're preparing to go back for season three. So I've been praying most earnestly that the show be blessed, covered, and just continue to be prosperous because you guys, the neighborhood is needed. So I'm just in that, like, God, just do it. Keep us, everybody, healthy and strong Mm -hmm. and absolutely. Claim it, claim it. it. Well, I love, love you it. girls. This was amazing. I miss you. Oh, I wish we could be in person. Like it made me want to oh, hang wait. out in your dressing room and have margaritas to Sheena with us. Can oh, I tell no. you? I know. It, like, I know. like, and, and it's funny, Beth, it, you know, Tashina was down for a couple of days and she literally, I was like, yeah, you know, I gotta, let's, we gotta chime into our group chat. And she's like, oh my God. Yes. I know. I have to see Beth because I have to see it. She didn't, you know, Nat said a lot. She really loves you. I love you. I love you both. Oh my God, you crack me up. Mwah, thank you guys. Love you so much. Sleep safe and healthy I'm coming for you. Yes. I will. Mwah. Yeah, Mwah. I love you guys. Bye. 
Ah, uh, don't you just love T and Zanae as much as I do? I love them so much. I hope you enjoyed that interview and getting to know Tashina on a deeper level than just as an incredible actress and singer and also her warrior of a sister and manager, Zanae Arnold. I love them so much. Thank you, ladies, for doing that. You are truly some of my biggest inspirations in this difficult world. If you want to know more about their amazing foundation, the We Win Foundation, you can go to wewinfoundation.org. And if you want to know more about Tashina and Zane, you can follow them on Instagram at Tashina Arnold and at Tashina Zane. Also, you can watch The Neighborhood Monday nights at 8 on CBS and CBZ and TZ doing their thing. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. I love you. This episode of Harmonics was produced and edited by Chris Jacobs and is only possible with the superb leadership of executive producer Amy Reitenauer Jacobs and the entire team over at The Bluegrass Situation. Theme music by Allison Russell. Discover more at Allison Russell Music on Instagram and wherever you stream music. I'm your host, Beth Bears. Until next time, always remember that creativity is healing and healing is creative. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.